this is Dr. Jeff Craig, superintendent of West Aurora Schools, and welcome to episode 26. Today's guest is our 23-year veteran of School District 129 and currently serves as our assistant superintendent for human resources, Dr. Michael P. Smith. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I will say this is my maiden voyage into the world of podcasting, so... uh, Treat, treat me kindly, please. We will always do that with great respect and uh, some sensitivity. As we uh, had a conversation with our SCAC the other night, we had some parents that expressed their uh, their enjoyment of listening, gathering information about our district through our podcast. So uh, we know this will be another great informational session. Sounds good. Um, and just to clarify uh, some little known facts that have recently transpired this uh, this year, as a matter of fact, uh, we used to distinguish um, Michael P. Smith versus Michael S. Smith, who was another principal in the district. Uh, but now we have three Dr. Smiths and uh, we distinguish uh, our Dr. Michael Smiths. Um, and so that's why we always we've known you for nine years as Dr. Michael P. And uh, affectionately known. Amongst other black and white differences. Yes, that was a <laughs> no pun intended. Um, As some of our listeners may be aware, the most important responsibility of a school board is to hire and evaluate uh, the superintendent of schools. And with the assistance from an educational consulting firm, as well as input from all of our stakeholder groups, students, staff, community, our board uh, most recently voted unanimously on November 7th to appoint you as the next superintendent when I retire uh, July of 2024. We always have to say that because people are thinking, like, next week you're out, right? (laughs) Sure. So uh, no, for, please stay. Well, well for just a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, I certainly do want to extend a very genuine and personally heartfelt uh, congratulations to you. Uh, thank you very much. And I know that uh, having been through this a couple of times, uh, it's an arduous process, and uh, in this case, uh, probably uh, a less than clean process because it was an all internal uh, set of candidates. And um, I'm probably guessing that you're uh, glad that the process is behind us. Sure. Uh, there's there's always that release or relief uh, now that the process is over. Um, as you said, it was a many month long process. Uh, I truly enjoyed the opportunity to meet with, uh, get a sense and vision for where the board would like to see our school district going um, or continue going. Um, They were very complimentary of our team. And that speaks to just the opportunity to look internally amongst uh, myself and Dr. Raby and the other Dr. Smith have tremendous respect for them as colleagues, yourself as well as our superintendent, and the current path that we are on, just looking to take over that baton in 2024 and continue the the growth and development that we've we've been uh, moving toward. And I say congratulations and uh, also probably in the same uh, breath of saying good luck as well, because um, you've been internally, you get to see a a glimpse of what we do and and, uh, some of the challenges in front of us and embracing that uh, both arms. Absolutely. You walk into the role with eyes wide open. Um, Every day isn't rainbows and sunshine, but I will tell you every day is gratifying in its own in its own right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, just to get into a little bit of your background, because I know sometimes uh, it's not the easiest thing to talk about is, is our past experiences. But you've been in uh, District 129 for quite a time. And uh, I know folks uh, listening today would be um, interested in hearing your journey uh, since you joined here, um, kind of where you came from, how you got here, and then uh, where, how you got to current day. Sure. So I'll, I'll go back to when I was one year years old. 
as that was my introduction to the city of Aurora as my parents uh, moved here when I was one. Um, we actually moved into the subdivision very close to the Hall, Hall Elementary School. As I grew, I went through Aurora Christian, so I had a private school experience okay. um, all the way through school, but at the same time was blessed to have the opportunity to grow up in a neighborhood with a number of students who went to Hall, went to, at that time, Washington, um, and then matriculated on to West. So I had a number of friends um, that were in the West Aurora schools as I went through Aurora Christian, went on to Judson College, where I earned my elementary education degree. And as you said, 23 years ago, which is kind of wild <laughs> to think. I think that means I'm in the old category You're now, close, right? seasoned, long in the tooth, whatever, however you want to say it. I started my career uh, at Nicholson Elementary and was excited to do so. And I, and I, you know, I think it uh, being a, a local uh, talent, I think, is uh, very helpful. You get a sense of our community. Uh, many times people come in with a preconceived notion and perspective that maybe is true or not true, but uh, you have the, the real deal on the ground floor. So um, know what you're stepping through and, and uh, love those experiences. You talked about, um, uh, you gave me a nice lead in to Nicholson. Mm -hmm. uh, you were at the elementary level sure. um, as a teacher. What what attracted you to elementary? You said you got your elementary degree, but what, what was some of the attractions of being at the elementary level? Sure. I will draw my attraction directly to my fifth grade teacher uh -huh. uh, from Aurora Christian. Uh, Mr. E is what we called him. My experience in his classroom was I had a tremendous amount of fun. I mean, we talk about joy in our language today, but I had fun. And at the end of the year, there was this realization, I learned a lot of things too. So the, the marriage of enjoying the day-to-day -day experience of being in the classroom while at the same time advancing what it is that I was learning. And I, at that age, was very aware that that was a result of his facilitation. And I wanted to be a part of that. Absolutely. I wanted to be able to do that um, for students. Um, you can ask my parents, ever since I was of an age to ask the question, I think my answer was always, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be in education. Amongst the recommendation for uh, to be a lawyer, I, I think that speaks to what kind of child I was um, in terms of responses to my parents <laughs> prodding. I, I can say I wasn't a terrible kid, but I had an opinion growing sure. up. So mom tried to steer me into the, the legal arena and I wanted to bring my talents to the educational field. So That way you get commented for making an argument, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, you know, it reminds me, and we've talked about this, um, the importance of, of educators in the lives of kids and, and always know that they're watching us and seeing us and hearing your story about how you were influenced at the young age of a fifth grader to think about uh, the influence they have and create an entire career because of an individual really speaks um, how loud of a, an influence we have in our, in our vocation. Absolutely. Similar with my daughter. She decided to become a teacher because of one of her teachers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we make a difference everywhere we go. Absolutely. And then I, I can't speak highly enough to the coaches I've had as well. Mm -hmm. But if you're asking specifically about what drew me to teaching, Mr. E gets that credit. Um, and the mentorship along the way with coaches and other uh, individuals in my life definitely uh, encouraged me along those lines Absolutely. as well. So at some point in time in your career, you chose to make that next step into the administrative realm. You know, you talked about the influences to become an educator through Mr. E. 
Was there an influence or was there a tipping point that said, I can do that or I have an aspiration to move into the administrative ranks? Sure. It's interesting. You you go to Aurora Christian, a small school. I think I graduated with maybe 65. Uh, don't quote me on the exact number, but a very small amount of students. Um, you come to and start working at a Nicholson Elementary. Obviously, you heard the impetus and reason why I stepped into that role. But I quickly saw an opportunity in, in the role of a building administrator to advance that level of service. I, I identify service because I look back at my parents. Both of them had careers. Uh, their roles were, for my father, quality assurance. He was in a role working for a tractor parts company to ensure that the quality of the materials being purchased were at a standard and level sure. that the, the uh, client was looking for. And if there was an issue, he was the one they called. And for my mom, she worked for um, Xerox and she was a customer service rep. So I grew up in a home were modeled to me, both career and how we worked with family, a high level of service. So it really was attractive to me to see the role of the building administrator and the service they provided, not only to the students and staff, but to the larger school community. And I was attracted to that as an opportunity and, and a path for me um, to, to step into that role because it fit based on what I knew, Absolutely. what was modeled to me and what I believe is a, a skill set that I, I could bring to the table and enhance upon. And you know, as a, a personal aside, I, I knowing your mom and dad um, certainly understand that really strong influence that they have. And, sure. and uh, mom and dad did a great job of, of uh, imparting their, all the right things. So uh, kudos to them as well. And, and really to that end, that's one of the great, I guess you can say, accolades or character attributes that someone could say in terms of when they talk to me, when they say, I, you're just like your mom, or you remind me of your mom, or you're just like your dad, or you remind me of your dad. I can't wear a badge any bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nor them. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. So if I could ask you to walk us through, you were a building principal in a couple locations. Mm -hmm. Talk about some of those early administrative journeys. And then, I don't know if it was fateful, uh, but that opportunity nine years ago when we had this massive retirement here at the the district level. Sure. Uh, when we started, when you and I started our, our uh, journey and relationship together. Sure. So walk us through some of those early principalships and then that transition to the district office. And it's, it's interesting with each step of my career, it's not like I started as a fifth grade teacher with eyes on the superintendency. I, I, at the time, I don't know that I had a concept of the role as I was just trying to figure out how to manage 25 fifth graders and successfully move them forward in, in, in helping them grow and develop. But as I told you, through that experience working in a school, working with others, I saw that role of the principal. And after four years, to your point, an opportunity opened up where I was split between McCleary and Smith Elementary Schools. At the time, those schools were growing in their attendance and a layer of support was identified, not full-time, um, but at least on a part-time basis. And that was my first opportunity to step in as an AP. And I know you were talking about the principalship, but I can't negate my, my experience um, as an AP because the principals I was working for were very different and the, what I learned from each of them, I assimilated into my style and approach as I stepped into the principalship. Um, first at Schneider, 
Okay. Um, let's start there in North Aurora, across the the river a little bit in the corner of that most people don't really know yes. as part of the district, but yes, still still there. I loved my time there. I was there for five years, made some phenomenal and fabulous relationships with both um, staff and families, of which I still retain and have connections to today. Um, that was where I shared the birth of my oldest daughter, along with just the opportunity to cut my teeth as a as a principal. Um, and I, as a and as an interruption, there, your oldest daughter is now in high school. Yes. Yes. Just, just to keep it real. <laughs> Again, another reminder of how old I am. Thank you, Dr. Craig. I, I appreciate that. Um, yes, it, it, from from birth to now, she is a sophomore. Um, but yes, 15, 15 and a half years ago, yeah. um, they were there to celebrate with me um, the birth of our oldest uh, of three daughters that we do have. I take a lot of pride in calling Schneider my home in terms of my first principalship. Sure. Um, and I don't take away from any of the stops I've had along the way because quite honestly, all of them, I have assimilated into who I am today and how I try to lead. But Schneider's this unique uh, school. And when I was there, uh, it didn't have an AP. So I was, I was the principal. But we had obviously kindergarten through fifth grade, but we also had K-5 bilingual and we had the hearing impaired program. So a lot of moving parts, but at the same time, it all worked. There was a sense of community and family where we were all on the same page in terms of connection to our school community and wanting to see the best for our students. I think about specifically one family where a mom brought her daughter who was identified as a special education student. And this was her first foray into public education. And she showed up at our door. We welcomed her. Obviously, we set up a plan of support. And I remember specifically having the conversation with the mom and she said, I just want to be able to trust you all that you're going to do the best for my daughter. She didn't know what her daughter on the other end might be capable of, but I can tell you as she transitioned from us in fifth grade, we were celebrating how far she came to the point where the mom was excitedly celebrating because there was a point where she didn't see it and we were able to get there together in partnership as a staff, her doing her her part as mom, and obviously the young lady as a student shown, and we were able to mine uh, her development to a point where she absolutely shined bright um, in terms of what she was capable of. And I actually have, still have the letter that they wrote me. Great reminder of our why. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, I was, I was in terms of sharing my story. I was at Schneider for five years, and then our superintendent at the time presented an opportunity to transition to Fern Elementary School. Um, Based on some changes that were happening in the district, um, he was looking at this as an opportunity for me. Um, Not only that, but he just felt that I had a skill set that could lend itself successfully to the community of Fern. And a little Um, larger building. A little bit, yep. we went, I went from about 400 to about 600. So yes, there was a need for a little bit more of a veteran leadership at the time. Strong staff there, um, very connected and supportive community. And, and really, again, I can't help but say I consider Fern as part of my home. Sure. And I say that on a couple of occasions as Fern is where I introduced that daughter who is in so- who's a sophomore and then subsequently my second and third daughter to the public school of West Aurora as students at Fern Elementary School. So a little bit of of home there as well in terms of uh, deposits to our family. Absolutely. Full circle. How long were you at at Fern? Sure. I was there for four years uh, as principal. And after I moved into my second year there, 
the opportunity to go back to school uh, was something that my wife and I considered and I stepped into. And as I stepped into my first year um, in the HR role, I was fortunate enough to be awarded my doctoral degree. Awesome. So I say that um, because you talk about that mass retirement that happened where you were had the opportunity to re- rebuild your team. And over the course of my nine years as an elementary principal, again, I was exposed to district level leadership, some fine examples of support care, and it opened my eyes to the opportunity to, again, extend my service. And that is why I submitted my name for consideration at the time for uh, a role at the district leadership level. So if you were to look back on those nine years, mm-hmm. is there any one thing that you kind of miss about being in that role? It's it's hard to to knock it down to just one thing, but I will tell you, essentially, what I miss is the relationships. Yeah. That's a broad umbrella that I would detail in that I prided myself on being outside in the morning, opening doors saying good morning, and there is nothing like seeing a young lady, a young man, parents, siblings who just came along for the ride saying good morning and with a smile on their face, the excitement of what the day was going to hold for them. And I could be the one to be a first face for them to welcome them to school, to hopefully set them up for success and get them on the right track and meet them with the same enthusiasm that I hope and saw that they are bringing to the day themselves. So I definitely will miss the relationship, do miss the relationships, but I still get them. Having students in the district, uh, being able to attend events in the roles that I have now, it really does warm my heart that I go back to those school communities and some of those families are sending their final child through and they, they say hi, they still stop and see me. They still see me in the grocery store. And as another sign of me getting old, (laughs) I am picking up fruit in the grocery store. I look up, literally look up and see a former student who says, hey, Mr. Smith. And I have to take a moment. They introduce themselves because they look a lot different than the four foot little child um, that was in elementary school. But um, those relationships are are fast and, and steady in terms of what I appreciate in the role of principal. That's awesome. So let me move you into your current role. You've mm-hmm. been there. This is uh, year nine in this role. Mm-hmm. What would you say you're most proud of so far? I believe um, what I would say in terms of what I'm most proud of is let me go back to that word relationship. Okay. A lot of what I do and how I try to uh, fulfill the role as assistant superintendent of human resources is based on the connections that I have with those that I work with. Obviously, there are times where I sit across the table with someone who um, has made a choice that we're looking to address. And there's a way to do that with respect. Um, None of us are perfect. And I would hope those that find themselves in those situations can report back that I didn't treat them with anything less than respect. Now, that's a small portion of what I do. What I celebrate and part of the relationship piece that I would share as well is in my role, people don't call HR when everything is going well. People call HR when life happens to them in sometimes tragic ways. And to know that I can be a voice on the other side of care and comfort as they look to matriculate through their current situation um, and know that the district via my presence um, as the point of contact is there to support them and help them through is something I'm very proud of because I know just being able to say not as a cast off, but as something that I truly mean when someone is facing, whether it's medical, family or whatever, 
to know that you are in my thoughts and prayers and please let us know if there's something we can do. And we always stay within the bounds of what is appropriate, but just knowing that we're not a cold system that's just trying to push them through. We're trying to care for them because we value them as an employee of the district um, goes a long way in something I believe I'm proud of in terms of how I've tried to lead in this role. Great perspective. And I, I will just say from whether it's in a, a caring situation or even if it's a, a more challenging situation, which we have the opportunity to, to go through, um, treating people with dignity and respect is always uh, first and foremost with you. And it's greatly appreciated from all, all realms. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to pick up a little bit. You talked about introducing your oldest daughter um, to the public system and then uh, subsequently your two younger daughters, bringing them along into the public schools. And then to mention your wife, Olivia, is also a principal over at Schneider now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've had both sides of the Smith family and leadership roles over there. Mm-hmm. And it's OK if they say she was better than me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> at least quietly. right? So you have your three prized possessions of your girls. Yeah. You have your wife, you have yourself. You guys have invested wholly in District 129. Mm -hmm. Can you share, I mean, you have choices. There's 852 districts in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Why here? Why your entire family? Because it'd be easy not to. I mean, you could say you want some separation just for peace of mind or peace of family. Mm -hmm. But you've invested heavily here. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that decision making? Sure. It does go back to what I shared with you in terms of my experience growing up, my parents moved to Aurora and Aurora is home. Mm. Um, When I considered, or when uh, Olivia and I considered where we wanted to be, it really didn't take us long, nor was it a very difficult conversation to decide that we wanted to have our girls in our school system. As a matter of fact, um, when we were first married, um, we had um, we lived in Oswego for a number of years, but we were very intentional as we were watching the clock of uh, growth in our oldest as when she was becoming or coming of age, we wanted to be in West Aurora when she was ready to start school. Wow. And we were intentional about our timing in that regard um, because we wanted to invest back into the community that it invested in us. Number one, that's what drew me back to want to teach here. And having taught here and my wife starting at the high school teaching, we wanted to, again, continue our service to a community that had served us well as educators um, and, and as community members. There are relationships that we have both in and outside of the school district in our um in our communities where we live, in the community where my parents live. You can't go far without finding someone that we have engaged with or interacted with that have poured into us, and I think I shared this before, have made deposits that, quite honestly, there's a sense and feeling that we have a responsibility to pay back and pour out in our service to the school district. Wow, that's a profoundly strong statement. Thanks for sharing that story and that that Mm decision-making. I'm going to shift a little bit, but really along those same lines, um, I've been passionately and unabashedly uh, proud to talk about my experiences as a, a public education student and an employee. And here we now we've invested our careers in public education and, and talk about elevating the conversation around public education, specifically in West Aurora. And as your relationships um, collegially 
as the Assistant Superintendent for Human Resources, you get a chance to interact with not only school districts in our county, but in our general region and area and in our state. So when you, when people come to you, when people talk to you, when, when people, when you're recruiting, whether it's through intentional processes or unintentional processes, how do you, how do you frame the importance or frame the, um, the attractiveness of not only working in public education, but working here in our district? That's a great question. And you use some words uh, that are typically ascribed or assigned to the function and role of a human resources um, administrator, specifically when you say recruit. Uh, It's interesting because when I talk to perspective hires, when I go to universities, when I go to job fairs, there's a sense of recruitment, but quite honestly, how I try to present and when I'm part of conversations, I don't recruit, I try to inspire Mm. because I hold West Aurora with too much regard to try and just say recruit and you come to us. I want to inspire you to see what we're about and to see if that's something you want to be a part of as an individual. We see value, and I and those that have sat in front of me when I've had conversations with first-year hires, and they kind of look at me with the deer in headlights because the HR guy's talking to them. I unabashedly say to each and every one of them that my focus is not you. I don't apologize for it. My focus is on the students that you will be standing in front of. Now, as a result of the fact that my focus is on the students, we as an administrative team and as a system of, of uh, West Aurora School District will bend over backwards in our support and setting you up for success. And that's what I, that's the story I tell in terms of recruiting. It's not recruiting what you can bring to the table. I'm trying to share what we're about and do you want to be a part of it? So I look to inspire And to your point, advocating or highlighting the uh, service that public education does to our community. You can't do this very long in West Aurora without it going beyond what might drop into your bank account. If that's what you're seeking after, don't come to West Aurora. Absolutely. That is something we're proud of. And we definitely want to be competitive with how we take care of and, and support those that come alongside. But that's fleeting. There has to be something more. And over the course of 23 years, I've come across individuals who exemplify the fact that they understand that because I see the passion that they pour out in the jobs that they do every day. Yeah, you got to you got to lead with heart and you got to practice with heart. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, A final probe that I want to take us down. If I could ask you to think back to your teaching days, your assistant principal, your nine years as a principal, and now your nine years in district leadership. And then as you aspire within the next 18 months, to be the leader of the district. Do you have any reflective takeaways based on your experiences? There are a number of reflective takeaways. There are statements that are ascribed to me that I use at times. And let's go back to one in terms of deposits and withdrawals. That specifically comes across as a transactional experience between two individuals. But I try to elevate that to send the message to those that I work with that based on who you are and what you bring to the table, before you open your mouth, people know 
who have worked with you, if your presence is going to be a deposit or a withdrawal mm. to the experience that they're a part of. Knowing that I aspire or have I been identified to continue the good work that you're doing and I aspire to continue the good work that you uh, are doing and have modeled for us as the superintendent, I take that to heart in terms of how I will choose to show up and be present mm. as I desire me stepping into the role to be a deposit based on all of those years that you just identified are built up deposits and interactions that I've had, hopefully deposits. I'm not perfect. I know sometimes those have been withdrawals and I honestly and transparently and authentically say it, stand in front of people saying, I'm not perfect, but I would hope over the course of those 23 years and the literally hundreds and thousands of interactions that I have had over the course of my career have added up to where when I show up in that role, that represents a deposit and that's a standard that will inspire me to keep stepping up to and meeting that expectation, if not going beyond. I don't think because the title is assigned that I've arrived, quite honestly, I've learned that with the title comes now the work that has to be done on the other side. I'm not naive to think that I have arrived. I've been identified and recognized that, yeah, I have a title, but that means there's work to be done. And that's what I aspire to in terms of that transactional experience, trying to help people tangibly understand the relational and responsibility that's carried behind the role that I will be stepping into and trying to fill the shoes that uh, you will have left behind. Well, I'm sure you'll do it well. And we, uh, I appreciate you that response too. you know, it's, it's, this is a, this is a, a really great opportunity. You know, we've grown together in this, in this, uh, in our responsibilities over the past nine years, nine and a half years coming up and uh, certainly have a ton of respect and wish you the utmost um, best of luck and whatever resources that we can marshal as a community to support you in our efforts to keep moving West Aurora forward is going to be a huge uh, undertaking. So no. thank you for your conversation today. Uh, thank you so much for being here and for sharing some of your, your personal, professional uh, thoughts and ideas. And Dr. Michael P. Smith will be our next superintendent for the West Aurora School starting July 1 of 2024. We thank you for your conversation today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Please remember that you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.